Hello there and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Thursday afternoon, August 26, 2021. He is Tristan Happy Cockroft, winner of leagues, singer of songs. Kyle Sopi produces, researches, and guards our galaxy. I'm Eric Carabell, driving the bus. Fantasy Focus Baseball presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Tristan, how are you this fine day? I'm doing well. I still like that Kyle nickname. <laughs> it works, right? It does. Yes. Yes. The Drax of our show. I'm here for it. I look just like, isn't Drax a big, strong, huge, guy like that? Yeah, oh yeah. strong, muscle-bound guy with all those tattoos, full body? It's, I mean, Kyle, yeah. that describes you perfectly. Mirror image. Good thing this is yeah. an audio platform and nobody can tell otherwise. <laughs> I'm still amazed how many people are complaining about Cleveland's new nickname. It's just a nickname. They should be complaining about the product in the field, not the team nickname. But like... Even at softball practice last night, someone was like, Guardians? Where does that come from? And I'm like, well, I tried to explain it to them. And they were like, that's weak. It's like, it's a nickname. I mean, honestly, I mean, like, we're all watching Phillies baseball. And and like, what are you going to complain about? Like, the fanatic? The food at the stadium? Like, the logo. The logo? I mean, no, seriously, like, the logo stinks. I don't I don't mind the name at all. At least it's taken from a, from a specific thing. But I, I told you that when they named it, the logo if they had an awesome logo, I think people would feel a little bit better about it. I think people don't like change. Um, people do not like change. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you know what I'll be watching today? The same thing I watched yesterday. Little League Baseball. It's pure. It's fun. Everybody in the stands loves it. I, I, I want to draft Gavin Weir in my Dynasty League right now. Now, Tristan, he's 12 years old, so it's going to be a while. But I want to know from your – now, people who aren't watching, this guy's the next Chris Sale. Lefty with a long, low arm <laughs> slot, throws hard. And he's given up like one hit in the past month. Everybody strikes out. And in the first thing yesterday, I'm watching the game and I said to my wife, they're not going to score a run, the other team. And they didn't. I didn't even have to watch to know they weren't going to score a run. The guy is awesome. Gavin Weir from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So my question to you is, as the expert here, is 12 years old too young to draft in a dynasty format for fantasy baseball? (laughs) In any of our leagues, it is, because I don't know if we have a league where the rules allow you to draft a non-professional. <laughs> Twelve's too young, yeah. What's the youngest player you've ever drafted? Because remember, we've had leagues together where we could draft absolutely any living person. I think the youngest uh, for me was 16. I think the youngest for me was Armando Galarraga. You know, I don't really draft young <laughs> players. <laughs> um, and, the, and the league I think you're talking to, the league with our friend yeah. from Maine, I don't... Yeah. Um, and I don't know who else in that league listens. I think Davey listens. But like, I, I don't draft prospects. I, I continue to draft. You know what I keep doing in those leagues? And you've seen me do it. And, mm-hmm. and it's been working out. It might, you know, the well might run dry now. But Jake Cronenworth, Jared Walsh, types that like yeah. nobody thinks are a top prospect. But but I think they're going to get playing time. And if one or two out of ten turns out to be something, it's the same way in fantasy. I mean, everybody, Mackenzie Gore, I wrote about him today. He was the number mm-hmm. one pitching prospect entering the season. He's not going to be for next year. He's not even going to pitch in the majors this year. He's in like rookie ball right now. And he lost his mechanics. And you know what? None of these prospects are sure things. And I see people in my leagues just loading up with them. I have a league um, on score sheet where because I just didn't trade enough and pay attention enough, I let all my veterans get old and bad at the same time. And now my team's bad. And I have like 20 prospects. And I want to trade like five of them for one great player. And I offered one guy in the league, like five really good, like top 50 prospects for Alex Bregman. He's like, why would I do that? It's impossible to get superstars in this league. And he's right. So I, to me, the best thing to do with prospects in fantasy baseball is to trade them for sure things. That's what I want to do. 
I don't know how we got in this conversation, but it's you a see good my point. I absolutely see your point. As a matter of fact, in the keeper league I'm in, Mackenzie Gore was my premium prospect out of five. We keep a farm of, uh, of five players. You can add uh, more to your regular roster, but there's no advantages then for that. And he actually now is my lowest ranked midseason prospect. That tells you how quickly these things have changed. Yeah, okay, the storyline is getting a little bit better than it was a month ago, but yeah, I'm with you. And I'm in a situation now where I'm in fourth place, which is one out of the, you know, winning jelly bean spots, and I need to make trades. And what do I have? It's a wealth of prospects. And I, I'm prepared. Look, it, I, they're probably listening, people listening to the show who are in that league. I'm ready to trade those prospects. Stop coming at me for Freddie Peralta, who I need today. Come after me for CJ Abrams. This makes no sense to me why people wouldn't go and try to get elite prospects. You sound angry. Are you angry? You, you seem I, to be a little bit angry right now. Should we sing? Eh, Should we, no, like, we need a hug? What's rant. going on here? What? I can't no, you rant. Can rant. I think your rant's a little bit angrier than my rants, though. I don't know. Kyle oh, I don't high. know about that. Who has the angrier rants? He seems really <laughs> angry right now, and his middle name's Happy. I don't think that's the right thing to do. So, Kyle, rate our rants this week. Um, you know, scale one to 10 for anger. Like, are you worried about us? Like we're in our heart attack years here. Are you okay with us doing this? I'm okay with both of you. I don't think either one of your rants comes across as angry. If I had to classify one, I would say the caramel rant has a little more, like a little sarcasm, a little swag behind it. Whereas the Tristan one, I can kind of feel and relate to a little bit more. So I'm going to say Eric and the caramel, um, ranting rankings. Eric is definitely number one, but Tristan's, he's like a tier below. We're talking like maybe an Austin Eckler to your Christian McCaffrey type. Oh, I'll take McCaffrey. That works out for oh, me. Oh, yeah. No, you're you're up there when it comes to rants. Like, I wouldn't challenge you. Hey, a... don't you underrate Eckler. He could put oh, up just as worry. many numbers as McCaffrey. So I like that cough, okay? I was expecting <laughs> to be like Boston Scott or something. My mom says I'm too sarcastic. I know, you know, this is this is me. Okay. I like you. Yeah. You gotta be you. Show. If you're listening to this show still, you know who we are at this point. Okay. <laughs> this is what we are. Yeah. It's not going to change. I'm not really 29. Anyway, Rants and tunes. You know it. That's watch, what you're here for. Watch the Little League. And I don't say this to plug our network. It's because I'm going to be watching. Gavin Weir, I don't know the next time he pitches, probably Saturday. Uh, Ella Bruning, the the, the, the the female catcher for Texas. Hawaii has all these bats. Ohio. It's so much fun. I'm watching all the games. I'm watching them over the major league games. The Phillies aren't fun, but the minor, the Little League baseball is fun. Let's move on. Padres Dodgers uh, this morning. That was fun. Now, I didn't stay awake for that. Um, this morning, I'm, I like it. <laughs> I'm cool with a 16-inning game. You know, and then the Padres ran out of pitchers, which happens. And the Dodgers are built for just about anything at this point. And the Dodgers, to me, it's like, yeah, they want to win the division, but I think feel like they know they're going to win the National League. Um, anyway, do you have any thoughts on this Padres-Dodgers game, the series, what's happening to the Padres? They had all this pitching depth. It's a good, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it reminds you that in fantasy you can never have enough pitching. Look what's happened to the Padres. They're using guys we've never even heard of, guys off the mm-hmm. street. They, they signed Jake Arrieta for all. It's unbelievable what's happening mm-hmm. to the Padres. Padres are going to miss the playoffs, despite having the league MVP Tatis on their team. Yeah. 
And I, I don't think we could have imagined we'd be at this point, but that's what the schedules for the out of uh, National League West division teams looks like. They've got such an advantage compared to what the Padres, Dodgers, and Giants are going to have to face over the next couple of weeks that, yeah, there's a very real chance they miss it. I'd say um, not a lot really struck me from this game other than it. it this is going to be a tricky one for the Padres considering the rotation issues they're having. They're going bullpen games almost twice out of every five turns. They get you Darvish back. Today's going to be, for me, a much more critical game than uh, than yesterday's was because they need to get you Darvish back at his best because otherwise I don't think they can fill the games to stay competitive. I, I think that's going to be a, a big thing to watch. You're activating Darvish. This is not like a, we're just going to sit you down because you're tired thing. They, they need to win every game, and clearly something's wrong with his shoulder. You activate him in fantasy? I probably am just because look at what the alternatives are. Uh I, I have some concerns about it. I agree. And you're right. The shoulder could be something that lingers. It, it also could be a pitch cap game. He might be only throwing, what, 70, 75 pitches, and it's not a good matchup. But uh, look, that's the story of pitching nowadays. That's the, the story for starting pitchers is that everybody's limited, and Darvish has some of the best talent out there. Any update on Jake DeGrom? You still drop him in fantasy? Or would you keep him around? He threw I, the other day. So I, I did drop him hmm. in in my well, that was the family, the, the NL only family league. Um, I needed the IL spot. I think the best case scenario is that he gives you maybe one and at best two somewhat useful starts at the end of the year. All right. I think that's optimistic too, don't you? I mean, the Mets could very well be out of the race, and then that's it. His season's over. I think the Mets are out of the race. Are they not? Like, I guess I don't not- think they. I don't think they fancy themselves as out of the race. I fancy. Think. Fancy is such a great word. I want to yeah. use the word fancy more in my daily conversation and in my writing. It might become the new myriad. I need to use fancy more than I do now um, because the way you just said that was was eloquent. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, the Mets and the Phillies are out of it. They don't think they are, but they're done. I mean, if you're a 500 team and it's the last week of August, uh, you're done. Like, how are you making oh, up this crap? Oh, that's... What, hey, Rockies? The, the Rockies? As a Yankee fan, I can tell you that's not true. And I know... No way. I can tell you that's not true. But I see your point and I agree. It's a very long shot odds for the Mets. <laughs> I mean, the Yankees have won, what, like a million games in the past three weeks? And good for them. They're now in playoff position. They could easily, you know, start losing again. But... I just don't, when you're a 500 team, that's kind of what you are. The Cardinals, this is what they are. Wait um, a second. You're a Phillies fan. I, I'm not even going to go there. That's, that's, that's before your time. Anyway, this is the most average team in Bay. Like what you're talking about. Oh seven when they came. No, actually, no, Mets. I, that's right. I'm forgetting that the Cubs blew it to the Mets that year. The Phillies was a, what was the sixties thing? That was oh, 64. They blew like a set, like a five game lead with seven to right. go. The epic one was the Mets Cubs. Chico one. Ruiz stole home. I wasn't alive then, but right. you know, that one told Yankees, me about Red it. Sox in '78. Yeah, it, it doesn't Hockey happen. Game. Often I mean, I just don't think these teams are built for it. So, like, you're right. I just, they're four games under 500. Why would the Grom? Why would they want the Grom back and to risk anything? And I say the same thing about Shane Bieber. They're at 62 and 62. Why would Cleveland yeah. bring? Why would the Guardians that bring him one, back? Yeah, that one surprised. I mean, you know, and, and if it's a matter of they are convinced he's fine, everything checks out, and they want to just get him a little bit of work to get ready for next season, I get it. Uh, that's one thing I know you and I don't see totally eye to eye on. But as long as he's all good, that's fine. The Mets, I, I think the Mets for them getting Francisco Lindor, they they think that this is their shot. Go for it now. And if it leads to a competitive race in September, that's when DeGrom gets into the mix. What round are you taking Lindor? Lindor or Cronenworth next year? I know it sounds silly. 
but is it? It's probably not silly. Um, you know, I, I actually think Lindor is going to be a good target in drafts next year. I think he probably should be ranked. Round four or five. Yeah, I was going to say borderline top 50, which would be end of round five. Pro- I mean, probably if it's a sixth round pick, I'll be in. Uh, congrats to the Orioles. No team should have to lose 19 games in a row. They hit Otani a little bit, then they had a big eighth inning. The Angels didn't care. They were throwing relief pitchers out there off the street. But, you know, Baltimore just has no pitching whatsoever. They're going to give up 10 runs a game. But Cedric Mullins, I would say after Otani, is the MVP of fantasy this season. Who else, right? I mean, I think he's the MVP of fantasy. Nobody drafted him. He could Look throw it away. He could very well throw it away. He hasn't been as good lately. Still, If you're in a head-to-head? Yeah, yeah, but if you're no. in a head-to-head and he blows it for you, that's not an MVP. He homered last night. Um, and see, Santander is back to hitting home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, Mountcastle's hitting home runs. Yeah, yeah that offense, you, you can see with Adley rushing batting, you know, cleanup next season, you can see how Baltimore is going to score runs. They brought up Jemai Jones. I want to see what he does. He's a young yep. prospect they got from the Angels. You, yep. you don't think Adley Rushman is going to be great next year? I, I think I, I'm going to rank, if I had to do my catcher rankings for 2022 right now, mm-hmm. I'd put Rushman like five or six right now. I think he makes the team. Maybe they set him back two weeks, but I mean, contractually, they're going to have him signed forever. So it's not like a normal situation. But yeah, they could Chris Bryan him, which is an adverb now for two weeks. But Adley Rushman as my number five catcher in next year's drafts. Tell me that's that's not wrong. It's not wrong. Um, I, as you said, the <laughs> was the to Chris Bryant him. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I think it is somewhat a statement on the position itself. I I do think it is also speaking well to his talent. I I just don't know the lessons of young catchers and the that that is the steepest learning curve. He's catcher is the steep. He's buster. He is special. I don't think he's in. He's, he's special, and I agree. But but I don't know. I'm a, I'm actually thinking about this. I'm having a hard time disputing putting him in your top five. I am. He is really a great talent. I want to get into. It's just the Matt Weeders thing. Yeah, I, I see your point, but I just think he's special. I would take him over Gary Sanchez over Buster Posey. I mean, other than Sal Perez, Real Muto, like is Contreras special? I mean, are these are any of these catchers really special right now? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. So anyway, that's that's a yeah. tangent. I didn't think we'd get on. Uh, before we get to the pitchers, Jack Flaherty, um, the Cardinals, strained shoulder again. It's lost season. I mean, not lost. I mean, he he's got numbers. I mean, he pitched nine wins, great ERA, great WHIP, great strikeouts, fourteen starts. So he and Shane Bieber each made fourteen starts this season. Rank Bieber and Flaherty for next year. They both. This is both shoulders. They're not elbows. When an elbow, you know, okay, either it's fixed or it's not fixed. But with shoulders, that's not the case. I view shoulders totally different. So does mm-hmm. Stefania. I don't even have to yeah. ask her to know. Yep. So Bieber and Flaherty, what's your level of concern for 2022? Rank it. Well, in terms of the overall rank, it's the order you said them, Bieber, Flaherty. Um, my level of concern is greater for Flaherty. And the reason for that is, and, and this shows the idea of, keeping a pitcher's workload in check doesn't always lead to the best outcome. Flaherty last year did not get used heavily. And then this year at the point he got ramped up, he got hurt. Um, Bieber's just a better pitcher. Bieber's a very smart cerebral type of type of pitcher. He makes adjustments. He's got several different offerings. Flaherty is very heavy on the slider and velocity. If the shoulder takes the velocity away, I don't think he has enough depth to be quite the pitcher that Bieber is, but they're both, very good talents when healthy. Look, I'd say 
a healthy Bieber is going to probably rank eight to 10 ish for me. And Flaherty's probably going to rank 20 to 25 ish for me. How about you? I didn't expect you to say Flaherty 20 to 25. I expect you to say back end of top 20. I think that's what I'm thinking about him. Cause I'm trying to think of my top 10 right now after uh, mm. Bueller, Cole, DeGrom. I think that's my top tier today. Scherzer probably is there, you know, yep. if he's a Dodger. Yep. Yep. Um, the two Brewers guys could be there, Burns and Woodruff. All three uh, could. All, maybe all three. You're right. Lance Lynn, innings yep. eater. Yep. Um, Zach Wheeler, innings eater. Yep. I think I take them all over B- over Bieber right now. I have concerns about Bieber's shoulder. So that takes us to the eight to ten range. That, takes us that's eight about to ten. right. Yep. I don't know if there's anybody else that I would put in there. Gosman, I guess. Uh, Robbie Ray, Robbie Ray deserves it, you know. Like, doesn't Robbie Ray deserve to be a top ten fantasy starting pitcher in our rankings? What What else does he have to do? I, I feel weird it's, about it. It's but, probably true, but yeah, think, you know, he 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 improved his control to the level that if he can sustain that into next season, there's no reason to doubt him. But does he do it? Because he had that great year. What was it, 2017? And then the next year, his control got away from him. I know, but like it's been five months. Don't we trust him now? Like, I grew up more. He's been amazing. Oh. Yeah, he the adjustments he's made. He's been amazing. I, I, and I'm sure he will. I hope he takes the same mentality that he had coming into this season into next. I think he will. I'm with you. I, yeah, you've sold me. Top. I pack. traded a first round pick in a league where we keep twelve for Ray and his closer Jordan Romano, and I admit mm-hmm. I did it in part because I want to say, hey, I now have Ray Romano. What do you think of that? But I, I did it because <laughs> I needed strikeouts and I'm in fifth place in a, in a league where the top four make the, make the marbles. So, you know, I'm not going to win any marbles there, but Robbie Ray's a good keeper. We actually three guys that I'll throw for you too. Uh, Giolito. You know what? He's Aaron Nola. Now he's a, That's a guy who gives wondering. up a lot of runs. He's going to be like in the 17 to 22 range, like strikeouts durable. Yeah. But like they give up runs. Giolito could, I mean, at the stage of the career he's in, Giolito could turn into a Lance Lynn type where he, where the durability is worth it. And maybe he's not your top Cy Young choice, but gives you 215 high quality innings. That's the reason I mentioned him. Chris Sale. Oh man. It all depends on these final five weeks, doesn't it? Yep. But he's got a, he's got a path to it. He has a path to being where we rank Robbie Ray. If Robbie Ray's number 12, how can Chris Sale not be number 12 in our rankings? If not better. Yeah, and I think the third one I was looking at was Nola with the Giolito. Nola and Giolito, for, for me, are going to be right around the same spot. Let's get to some singing now. It's time for the combo meal, sir. Hey, it's a combo meal. Do, 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 do. Combo, combo. Do, 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 do. It's a combo meal, home run plus steal. I think on the next show, I got to get my phone out and video you doing what you're doing. <laughs> because like the singing is only part of it. People don't see what he's doing. Kyle, this needs to be you because you're better at video. You need to video him dancing around, pointing his fingers, so happy and smiling. It's not even about the song. It's about what he's doing in the video here. Can you please clip you. that for a future show and just send that out? I'm serious. I'm not even joking. Like, no, I got you. That's, that's the best part. Uh, I, I will say that these players were making moves earlier this week, and making moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Building your winning team today, go to linkedin.com slash sports. we got four combo meals, a home run and a steal since our last show. Matt Olson, who is a kind of a down-ballot uh, AL MVP candidate. You know, yeah. yep. Huge numbers, batting average. He's really made strides this year. And uh, good for Matt Olson. He stole a base. And then on Wednesday, um, this is interesting, Ian Happ. Will Smith, the catcher, and Paul Goldschmidt. 
Now, I wrote the other day about old players, the top top 20 active players and wins above replacement because Cabrera was in the news. Yadi Molina signed a deal. Nelson Cruz played first base, of all things. Unbelievable. Yes. He's 41 years old, and he played first base for the first time in his life. He didn't play in the minors. didn't play in Little League. Never played first base. And Tampa Bay's like, oh, we want your bat in the lineup in Philadelphia. I benched him in a weekly. Yeah. I'm not Shades smart. of Sim, by the way. That was Shades of Sim because remember in one of our leagues, you can play him at first if they have no rating anywhere but DH. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, so and a guy in our league Sim. does. A guy in our league does. Colorado plays him at first base and he beat me in the NLCS last year. And I'm That's not right, everybody. about that. No. The Colorado Rockies have Nelson Cruz in our Sim League. That's so much fun to put players like that in that ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I once played Greg Dobbs in second base every day for a year. And Hideki Matsuri in center field. Davey remembers that. Ooh, that went yes. really well. I couldn't figure out, why am, I, why am I good pitchers giving up so many runs? And Dave's like, you idiot. You're playing Hideki Matsui in center field. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe that has something to do with it. Range, Man. you know, that's something to do with it. So now I don't do that anymore. Of course, I'm probably going to do it next year and just put, you know, Mitch Hanniger there. Anyway, uh, Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt's having a solid season. I wrote that I would take him over Nolan Arenado next year. He's back to stealing double-digit bases. It's a safe batting average. No, he's not a 35-homer guy anymore. But if you want to take Paul Goldschmidt around six or seven next year, hey, go for it. You could take him over Pete Alonzo, and I really wouldn't argue. You know, Alonzo hit more home runs, but Goldschmidt's safer in batting average, and those 10 steals can matter. Goldschmidt's a little underrated. You know what? He was so overrated, he became underrated. I could probably mm-hmm. write a blog about yeah. that. Yes, you could. Nice theme there. I like it. Uh, high players together. Like Paul Sewell is the next Justin Turner. Did you read that one? Yeah. A lot of people thought you're nuts. (laughs) I got what you were saying. I completely, it it was a little out there, but I completely got what you were saying. It's just people need to remember, (laughs) by the way, Turner, when he was a Met, came to the plate with call me maybe as his uh, walk-up song. Let's not forget that. (laughs) I want to see you sing call me maybe. I I was, I was dancing along to that one. Just being a complete idiot at city field. Yep. Yep. I admit it. Paul Sewell, the next Justin Turner. If you haven't read it, I mean, honestly, is this not what EP plus or whatever we call it now is all about? You've got to read this. Now call him crazy. Yes, that's me. I'm going to sing it. Call me crazy. So anyway, Goldschmidt had a happy meal, combo meal, whatever we're calling it. Will Smith, the catcher, did it as well. Can't imagine yeah. a lot of catchers do that. Now I want McDonald's. That's, and- that's a catcher you want over Adley Rushman. Yeah, I would say right now, Sal yeah. Perez, Will Smith, Real Muto might be my top three. Yeah, for next year's rankings of catcher. And don't call yeah. me crazy. Sal Perez is having a better year than Real Muto, and so is, so is Will Smith. They're better. I won't call you crazy. Give me a dissertation on Ian Happ, because I know you have him in a league where I'm in with you, and you must be frustrated. And then now he's starting to hit a little bit. So what is Ian Happ at this point? Is he a potential keeper? Is he going to have his big season at some point? You tell me. Yeah, I've, I've been waiting for it because his first year, he showed some great things in limited time. Second year was a disaster. Third year showed a little bit more pop. This season, he's kind of showing that regression again. And I don't like the year-over-year inconsistency. I, I'm questioning whether he has the ceiling of a potential all-star. I think he, my fear, he falls into more of a utility man role. The thing is, he's got opportunity in Chicago. They're going to let him play a good amount next season too. 260, 25 homers, I think is your reasonably optimistic 2021 projection. So can you sing the foreigner song? I've been waiting for a guy like Hap on your fantasy team. Can you sing that? I've been waiting. Go ahead. I've been waiting for a guy like Hap to hit me 30 homers. Honestly, don't listen to this show for the advice. The singing, it's incomparable. Does any other show do this? No other show. Now the fantasy advice might be crap, but like he's singing. Out of nowhere, Kyle. He just I say, hey, sing this. 
And he's like, call me maybe, Farner songs. I need a Zeppelin the range song. Of talents of this man and the covers that he can hit. Like, I mean, we've talked Miley Cyrus. Like, he can do just about anybody here. I haven't done a Miley Cyrus song, so I'm no. sure you have. <laughs> have I you really? I'm sure you could. Oh, jeez. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> but um, now we're going to move on. And now, oh, Tristan's going to sing again. It's the Closer Carousel. It's the Closer Carousel. I hope you recorded that, Kyle. Um, Closer Carousel is presented by Tristan singing a song. It looks like Matt Barnes might be out in Boston. How about that? A bad week. And I guess Adovino gets the next chance. What's going on in Boston? Are you concerned here? Oh, yeah. He's been bad. He's had four outings now that were ugly. And by the way, he came into that game two nights ago, was yanked for Hansel Robles. I think that was the 10th inning, however. And then, by the way, Robles, not so Robles good. Robles is terrible. Robles no, he's, is awful. He doesn't belong. They've been going with the bridge. Adovino's eighth. Barnes is ninth. Locked in. I agree with you. I think Adovino gets the next save chance. Uh, I don't, I don't think Adovino's great though. That's the only thing. No, I, I don't think so either. I think I think you should keep Barnes in an ESPN standard, but try to add Adovino too. That would be my advice. Yeah, it's a temporary um, switch. Yankee update: that lefty, the mad lefty, didn't get out of that inning. I mean, there's something still wrong with him. Is there not? And Zach Britton's not next to the line. I said Chad Green on a recent show. I think it's Chad Green. I, I think he's who gets. If, if I ask you who gets the most saves, you would say the Yankee lefty. But doesn't Chad Green deserve to be on rosters at this point? The most valuable Yankee relief pitcher for the rest of the years. Uh, Chad Green or Adovino? You got to add one guy right Green. now. Who is it? Chad Green. It's, it's Green. Better pitcher. He's definitely a better pitcher. Now, Chad Green gives up a little bit in terms of home runs, too, yeah. but Adovino has nothing to uh, dominate left-handed hitters. That's a weakness that Chad Green doesn't necessarily have. And I definitely have to give the thank you shout-out to Todd Zola and Dave Schoenfield and you and Kyle and me and, you know, my neighbor's dog for saying on that sh- all those shows that who do you want for your Yankee relievers? Well, I don't know. It matters, but we don't know who the identity is. Let's say Chad. We're saying Chad Green. I think it's Chad Green over Johnny Lasagna. I'm not making fun of him. I just can't pronounce it. And I think Chad Green will get some saves. Um, it looks like so. Kimbrel was going to get the save opportunity for the White Sox if they had a lead yesterday because Liam Hendricks threw an unbelievable 39 pitches the other day. Uh, the the way this old man uses his bullpen is unbelievable. But um, I still don't think Kimbrel is worth rostering in the ESPN Fantasy League because I doubt he gets more than a, one or two saves the rest of the way. It's clearly Liam Hendricks, and he's willing to use Liam Hendricks for more than three outs, which I like. Yes. Um, but Paul Sewell, the Mariner, who I compared to Turner, needs to be rostered now in all leagues. He's their closer. And even when Diego Castillo comes back, isn't Sewell the closer? I think he is. Yeah, Castillo wasn't being used as the closer after the trade. They were using him more in setup capacity uh seventh actually some seventh inning appearances too from what i recall didn't pitch all that well for them uh i don't think it matters if sewell sewell's the closer he's mostly the closer and that's all you need i, I know you said kimbrough's probably not worth rostering in espn leagues but based on the nature of the position this year you could almost make the case for him if you're doing that sewell sewell is a definite roster definite and what happens there? You and I texted about this with Davey, but like mm-hmm. next season, isn't Sewell that obvious guy who ha- has a 450 ERA next year? Or do you think he keeps this up? Like Devin Williams was a rookie last year. And for the first two months, he, he couldn't get it together. Now he's dominant again. What is Sewell next year? Say, like, you can't answer this because you don't know if he's getting saves, but say he is Seattle's closer. Is he a top 10 closer for you in your rankings? If I had the assurance he was the closer, over yeah. like Razel Iglesias or Ryan Presley, could you do that? 
Probably not, but he'd be in the ballpark. That might be a tier where he's in that. But again, I'm just to be really clear, we would need the promise, and I don't think we're getting it. Not with Ken Giles on the roster and Diego Castillo on the roster. That's right. And they, they picked they up a couple other guys. There, there's that is an interesting bullpen for next season. By the way, Devin Williams, the reason Devin Williams stepped up was that changeup. That changeup is among the majors' best uh, in terms of specific pitches. Sewold is mostly the slider. Has he done enough with that pitch to make this sustainable into next year? I'm not so sure yet. Are you? He looks great. He's pitching. I, I, you know what? I don't, I don't know how to answer it. I think he's one of those guys who's either going to be like a top 10 closer or he's going to be in AAA in, you know, in June. I don't think anybody knows. I don't think Seattle knows. That's why it's so interesting to me. But like, give credit to the Mariners. They signed all these guys as like minor league deals. Stecken Ryder, nobody wanted him. He was like a minor league deal in January and, and JT Chargore, they've already moved. They moved Graveman. They're kind of doing the right things. And it's all guesswork with relief pitching. The Phillies keep guessing wrong. And the Mariners guessed right this year. The Mariners, you know, the Mariners are contending. Like, yeah. I know people don't realize it, but they're ahead of Oakland now. Or right there with Oakland. It's it's a lot of fun to watch the Mariners. It's not blowing apart. It's still there. And they're the ones with, aren't they the ones with either close to a zero or a negative run differential, which is incredible, isn't it? They're, they're overplaying their hand, but I mean, they're still, they're relevant in September. Now, my team I know. is it's incredible. technically relevant. But, but it's got to be much more fun to be a Mariners fan right now. I mean, you have all these great prospects. You're you're going to win 85 games this season, at least. So that's that's a lot of fun. Davey has some, something to look forward to. All these great – Julio Rodriguez is arguably the top prospect in baseball. He's not in the majors. You know, I've got Alec Bohm in AAA making errors. Um, let's look at the schedule. Definitively, by the way, a negative run differential. They're actually – Oh gosh, they're twentieth out of thirty teams in run differential. You know what? That's overrated too. It I is. know it is. I just—it's fun when this happens. I played a simile game head to head with another guy last night, and I could tell in the third inning of that game I was not going to win it. And I was just like, you know what, Tyler Alexander, just eat up innings and give up runs, and he did. He did. And yeah, then did. I keep bringing I have in him who too. Was, the other league, I, you know, like yeah. I was like, you know what? If you give up 10 runs, so what? Run differential doesn't matter in this league. It matters in my softball league. It doesn't matter here. So I, I ended up losing that game 16 to two. I took two out of three in the series, but like in the third inning, I was like, you know what? This is why run differential doesn't matter because major league teams do the same thing. Tampa Bay gave up 20 runs in a game because it didn't matter to them. How can you look at run differential when you see that it doesn't matter to the managers? Batters pitching right there. There you go. I mean, they're like, hey, go ahead and pitch, Freddie Galvis. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Thursday slate has a day game, Sonny Gray and Brett Anderson. We've talked about Sonny Gray in recent shows, so let's not keep doing that. Phillies are bringing back Zach Eflin, but only like a 50-pitch count. Do not use him today at home Battle against Arizona. Zach Gallon, you know what? I know you own the, you roster Zach Gallon in a league or two. What's your take on this, man? ERA over five, not the season we thought. Obviously, train wreck for Arizona this season, but how can we – we rank Zach Gallon, borderline top 20 starting pitcher this year, if not top 20. Yeah. Where do we rank him next year? He can't be top 30, can he? If That's another case of if I had the promise of full health for next year, then I would definitively put him in that top 30. Probably not top 20, but the injuries, are, I have a problem with the injury pattern he has shown this year. I have some serious questions about his ability to stay consistently on the mound for the Diamondbacks next year. Uh, Carlos Carrasco at home against the Giants. You can't possibly use him here. But after, let's, let's, let's assume the Carrasco has a healthy offseason. And he comes in and he's the Mets like three or four starter next mm-hmm. year. Isn't there a huge upside with Carrasco next year, considering like nobody's going to rank him in their top 40 mm-hmm. starting pitchers? You can't. 
Yep. So isn't there like a great opportunity here for a bounce back for Carrasco? Yeah, Carrasco has shown us the skills that can get him into the top 20 fantasy starters when he is healthy, when he delivers you those 30 starts. And by the way, it doesn't even necessarily have to be 30. It could be 25 to 28. He can still get into that, mathematically speaking. Not a peak Cy Young kind of guy, but one who doesn't hurt you each start. I like guys like this. And as you said, if he's being ranked outside the top 50, another case I will buy. So Carrasco over Patrick Corbin next year? Oh, yeah. I'm not we're, we're assuming right now that Corbin's just mush after after pitching so many innings in October to win the World Series. Like he's done. Even his Corbin's, teammates have been like saying this. Corbin's going to need some sort of refined approach during the offseason. He needs he's going to need to recapture some velocity, do something with the slider. He's going to need to take kind of the Robbie Ray approach to, to the offseason. You reckon Logan Gilbert next season? He's Friday starter for Seattle. Logan Gilbert or Carlos Carrasco? I think you can make a reasonable case for Gilbert there. You could, yeah. That that should be pretty close. Um, I'll probably put I'll probably put Carrasco first, but that's close. I don't know. They're both to... top sixty for sure, aren't they? You know, not everybody who's over thirty bounces back. And the way Carrasco's pitched, I have concerns. Like, is this is this health related, or is he just mm-hmm. is this 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 is a spring training? It's very interesting. Carrasco's doing. I, I'm disturbed by it because I need him in the league, and yeah. I'm obviously not going to get it. Um, Shane McClanahan or Logan Gilbert next year? Can you can you trust the Tampa Bay pitcher at all? That's a good question. I I you know, I'll take McClanahan. I you know, Gilbert could give you 160, 170 innings and McClanahan could give you 125 and I think I'd rather have McClanahan's innings. Love the park, love the scheme. <laughs> They just, I don't know. They know how to develop pitchers. <laughs> they get the job done. They know how to develop them, but for fantasy purposes, they know how to like ma- make us frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not do. sure I want to. I want to draft any Tampa Bay pitchers next season because of the way they're used innings wise. The right. fact that nobody's getting 20 saves there ever. Um, you know, like Nick Anderson comes back healthy next spring, everybody's going to talk about him as a as a borderline top 10 fantasy reliever, and I'm going to be like, no. You can't yeah, draft no. Nick Anderson as no. any more. You can't do it. No. I actually, I think Pete Fairbanks deserves a better ranking for next year than Nick Anderson. Yeah, but I, I'm not going to rank either one of them in my top no. 20 really. You shouldn't. You, you shouldn't. They, look, they've proven they're going to use 12 different guys over the course of the year. They have no problem throwing any guy out there in the ninth inning any given night. I mean, what was it? Seven straight saves by different pitchers? I think it's He's, seven straight. And they're winning. Which yeah. proves that you don't need to pay a relief pitcher fifteen million dollars a year, and they break down. It's it's anyway. So here's the um, question on you. Yeah, points league. Well, no, because wins still come into that equation. Oh no, yeah, you can't you can't you can't assume that McClanahan is going to win double digit games. The wins the wins thing is a conundrum. And quality starts. I just think McClanahan is going to be a better pitcher next year. I think he's a good pitcher, but I don't know if he's ever going to approach 175 innings on this team. Um, Saturday's slate does have late afternoon games, so get those lineups in there. Uh, Nate Valdi, Cal Quantrill, whose last outing was that Little League World Series field, um, or up there in Williamsport. Cal Quantrill looks like a guy now that we have to take seriously. Mm-hmm. I think we talked yeah. about this a little on the last show, but yeah. And a good favor. This is one of his toughest remaining matchups, the home game against Boston. Uh, he actually has a very favorable remaining schedule after that one. The September one leans quite well in Cleveland's pitchers favor. Um, are you interested in any of the following? They're all pitching Saturday. Kansas city's Carlos Hernandez, Arizona's Humberto Mejia, Cincinnati's Vlad Gutierrez, all pitching on the road. Luis Patino at Baltimore. I'm interested there, but any of those other guys that they interest you? So one note on Patino is that the B reporters are saying that they're 
fluid on the rotation. Michael Walker could pitch it. So that tells me all I need to know about Patino's same conversation as McClanahan is that I think that's when he pitches, but the fact that they don't even give me a promise of a rotation two days away, I, I can't. Yeah, you're right. I can't trust these guys. Gutierrez, great matchup in Miami. Good ballpark for there. Not great skills, but the matchup will drive this. He's pitched well enough to get by. I used Mejia in the Pittsburgh game. Wasn't blown away by what I saw, so I don't think the at-Philly matchup is good enough. He'd actually rank the lowest on this list. Hernandez, Hernandez, I'm kind of on the fence on with Seattle. I could go either direction with that one. I'd go Gutierrez, Hernandez, and Mejia. Uh, Sunday night baseball on ESPN is the Yankees and the athletics Jordan Montgomery against Paul Blackburn. And I'd rather see Dalton Jeffries than Paul Blackburn. I can't understand why Oakland hasn't done that. Blackburn is competent. He's a five inning pitcher. I mean, Tampa Bay, why is Shane Baz not in the major leagues over Michael Walker? I really don't understand that. What are they waiting for? They're waiting for roster expansion in a week. I just, I don't get it. But anyway, trying trying not to show you their hand. I I think that's all it is. Shane Baz would right now be the uh, Tampa Bay's third, fourth best pitcher, if not more. So it's a it's a Thursday show, and Shane Baz is going to pitch Saturday's game now. Just watch. This is what's going to happen. Maybe. This is the Rays. Welcome to Rays baseball. When it comes to five pitching. innings, one hit, eight strikeouts, like something like that. They're just going to bring them up hold one on. day. Say that again in slow motion, because <laughs> last time we had a Thursday podcast, you said something was going to happen on a Saturday, <laughs> and it did. So here we go again, one more time. <laughs> All right, no, no. you are we definitely we're definitely getting five lottery innings. numbers from you if you get those five numbers. Innings, five one innings, hit. one run, and and eight strikeouts. <laughs> By the way, five, on, Mon- one and eight? on Monday show, I said that Dalton Varsha was going to homer, and he did. And he homer and three he days did. in a row. Yeah, yeah three days in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so something's going on here. Mm-hmm. But um, who's gonna? Who's the two homer guy on Saturday that we don't expect? <laughs> Um, let me look through the lineups here. Oh my anyone interesting. Don't force it. See, that's the thing. You can't force it. <laughs> you can't force it, but like Lourdes Guriel against the lefty Tyler Alexander, something like that. Something you don't expect. Oh, jeez. Um, and it's Sunday. Oh, happy birthday to my daughter on Sunday. Um, other yeah, pitchers here on birthday. Sunday. Ranger Suarez, who now is throwing hundred pitches. It's the Arizona lineup. That's not bad to uh, match up against there. Tanner mm-hmm. Houck, you love him. He's at Cleveland, but he's still yep. not going more than five innings. He's still not going to win games. Like I know you, you love him, but he's I not, think he might. they're patinoing him. They're not letting him pitch deep enough. I think he might based on the matchup itself. You can be pitch efficient in this game. And I think that he could go deep enough to get to five and two thirds and get the win. This is, this is the time to use him. All right. It's my pick in a fantasy football league. So I'm going to pick up my phone and make my pick. And, uh, <laughs> Kyle's going to speak now because I, okay. I, I, I like to make my picks quickly because some yep. people in this league go like eight hours between picks. And I'm like, I'm doing it in 30 seconds. I yeah, we're running out of time receiver. before the opener. Uh, well, no, two weeks, right? Or is it yeah, next but week? for a slow draft, if people are taking eight hours. You know, I'm in no drafts with you guys. It's probably because you don't like me, but that's okay. Like, I haven't I, drafted a real team yet. So I don't yeah, you haven't sure drafted a real team yet. One that actually counts for something. You really? Okay. Yeah, no, you wait till the very end with the way these things yeah. work. I, yeah. come on. I guess it'll happen at the last second. I mean, I'm not really a part of the ESPN fantasy group, but like contractual, like we could have our own league of, of like of, of leftovers. You meet Tristan, the leftovers. I like it. I like um, it. Let's all right. Uh, what's the trivia today? All right. Trivia is Zach Wheeler. He had a double double last night, and usually a double double is a good thing. Not so much here. Not really, anyway. He had 10 hits allowed, and he struck out 10. That struck me as something that was 
awfully rare. Turns out not as rare as I thought. One other guy has done it this year. I want you to name who that is for me after we do hash browns. That's a tough question. Ten hits That's in a ten tough this like, year. How do you give? Yeah, oh, I have a guess you, for that one. How do you give up ten strikeouts and ten hits? Yeah, in one outing, I would think you're yeah. you're doing one thing well, but whatever. I got two one other guys. One other oh. guy's done it this year. Tristan will get the first guess, but we got hash browns first. <laughs> Mike wants to know your confidence level on these pitchers the rest of the way. He's got a roster crunch coming, and he's going to have to make some cuts. Marco Gonzalez, Framber Valdez, and Jamison Tyone. Ugh. Well, I mean, Framber's young and healthy, so I'm probably going to go with him as the first keep there. Tristan's going to take Tyone. Nobody's ever going to take Marco Gonzalez because he doesn't throw hard. Am I right about all that? Kind of, other than I do worry about Tyone's innings limit. I know the Yankees have that in mind, and if they get especially someone like Severino back, they might start reining in his innings. That's, mm. I mean, Framber Valdez is a walker, but he's really good at run prevention. So Great, and Houston's got that amazing schedule. They have They easily have it over the other two. Was he talking the rest of this season or next year? I, I rest of the way. Rest of this rest season. Of I still, I, I mean, Framber's not on an innings limit, so I think he's the one you need to keep. Yeah, but Marco Gonzalez is going to end up best in the player rider of the three of them. Gonzalez is pitching very well. That's how Marco rolls, man. Nobody ever wants him in fantasy. So I'm going to retract what I just said, and I'm going to rank Marco first, Framber second, Tyone. I don't want. All right, fair Valdez, enough. Gonzalez, Tyone for me. Okay, slightly different. A's. Wants to know how close are the former or is the former Mets shortstop with the current one in your 2020 rank, 2022 rank, excuse me, Rosario versus Lindor. Closer than I don't think, right? I don't think yeah. Ahmed Rosario, that, that's Ahmed Rosario he's talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. Really? Yep. I mean, he, I, I haven't thought about him as a top 100 guy yet, still. I mean, am I no. missing something? Let me look at his numbers. I no. mean, I know he's been okay, mm-hmm. but. Might be more of a question of how far are you dropping Lindor? Yeah, I mean, Lindor, he said fifth round. That seems fair. The question to me would be, Rosario, is is, is he draftable? He's at eight homers and 12 steals. Still not really an on-base guy. Um, I think this is what he is. I mean, he's getting on base 330 right now, but I mean, Cle- Cleveland has to do better. So I don't know if also, Rosario Are they going to bat him second, depending on the construction of the roster next year? Is he the number two hitter? That's a big they advantage. They don't have today. a lot of hitters coming up. I mean, Nolan Jones maybe, but like – and they dump him in right field. But, like, what does Cleveland right. even have in their system to push these guys out? They have to give him in as another shot at some point. Yeah. So, Rosario probably bats one or two. But I don't I don't think at this point we have to – if he was if he had 20 steals instead of 12, I would say, yeah, you draft him late. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's anything there, though, right now. So, I'll say no. Yeah, I think it's 55 is Lindor, and I think Rosario is tracking towards 125 today. Okay. I mean, so you think he's a 13th round pick? I think he might well be, yeah. If he, if he, especially if he sticks in that number two spot. I don't, I don't think Rosario right now is draftable for next year, but okay. I think he's definitely draftable for next year. Maybe I, I'm 125. I'm probably being way too generous. I like him. I, I, I like what he's done this year, but he's, he's no star. Is this what we're getting next year? Is this what you're drafting for? I mean, he's got eight homers and 12 steals, and his, and his batting average is all Babbitt. So to me, I, I look at him next year as just losing the job at some point. But you know, Tristan's right. I, I I guess like he wins his leagues. 
But round 13 seems a little premature. I'm looking at like round 20, a guy you take as your, you know, backup middle infielder and saying, I hope he does something. But like, let me let me compare him. So, so, so there's some like perspective here, like mm-hmm. backup middle infielders that I would say I would take over him that you wouldn't think. Would you take yeah. Brandon Crawford over him next year? Yeah. No. Would you? You wouldn't? No. I'm not a Crawford guy. I'm just not a, yeah, I'm just not a Crawford guy. I would take Jonathan India over him. Uh, Tommy Edmond is running more. I would take him. Willie Adamas, I would take over Rosario. I mean, Jonathan Scope's a 25 homer guy. I would take Scope. Like, I I want some clarity at some of these positions. They're all ranked ahead of him. The the steals matter more than these other guys. They, they, They do, but Rosario is the number 24 middle infielder on our player radar, and every guy I just named is ranked ahead of him. Okay. Oh, like even with the steals, Jonathan Scope has is higher on the play radar. And there's guys after him. Jazz Chisholm, I would definitely take over him. Segura, Luis Urias, probably. I don't know about Luis Urias. Rosario, I mean, by make- the way, 12 for 12 in steals, and he's in the top uh, top 2% in StatCast sprint speed. Right, but if he's not running enough, then it doesn't matter. By the way, DJ LeMahieu is the number 39 middle infielder on the play radar for the season. Yeah, he's at a 39. Bad, yeah. Yep. Behind Josh Harrison, Nicky mm-hmm. Lopez, Yep. Adam Frazier. This is Lopez awesome. is all steals. That's all the steal calculation. So, all right. LeMahieu versus Ahmed Rosario. What are you doing next season? Rosario is number 24. LeMahieu, the, middle. Scenario, the scenario drives that. That that but I don't think that can give me, be a contest. I, I, I'll say the best case scenario. Rosario bats first or second for Cleveland next season. Mm-hmm. And LeMahieu bats first or second for the Yankees next season. LeMahieu has been awful this year. Awful. Mm-hmm. Are you really not taking Rosario over? Lemayo is going to be on my do not draft list. I, I think he's, he's, I think well, he's where do you think he's getting a, drafted? Lemayo? Yeah. Probably over Ahmed Rosario. I think probably like round 12 or 13 and I'll just ignore him. Hmm. I'm taking Lemayo over LeMayu Rosario. Or, I, or Taurus. Like I'm, I'm not going to crucify a guy based on one down year. He was comparable. Like, the the level by which you compare to the median range, he was that much better than it last year. He's that much worse than it this year. Those things balance out. You and you are the you are the king of saying don't let the one year distract you. Yeah, I'll do that with Yelich and Bellinger, but I, not this guy. He had one year of power, and nobody thought two? that. Uh, two with the Yanks. Oh, there was no question in 2019. He was awesome. He was an MVP candidate in 2019. All right, I'll, I'll maybe I'll reconsider in December. I don't know. Right. Last question here comes from Dan. He wants to know who your top tier of pitchers are for the next five seasons for those deeper keeper leagues. We've got some age at the top of the position and obviously a lot of injuries. Bueller. I think Number we one, I think we did that it. His own tier? No, I don't, I don't think that. But, <laughs> I mean, right now my top tier for next season is Bueller, DeGrom, Cole in some order. Um, five years. This five years is not 2022. Five years. How Bueller. much does that change that? Okay, Bueller at the top. Yeah, but Cole deserves there too. Not the oh, problem. Yeah, Cole, Cole deserves that, doesn't he? He's not old. Cole, yeah, Cole coming to next year, 31. So probably which, which Bueller, Milwaukee Bueller, pitcher. Cole. Can you add a Milwaukee pitcher to that top tier or no? Yeah, actually, Burns. Oh, I love Corbin Burns. It seems it seems aggressive. and I'm a Woodruff, and you and I talked about Woodruff. I'm a big Woodruff fan as well. It's Bur- Burns, Woodruff, Bueller, Buber, Cole are probably the five. I don't see anybody else on here who wows me to that level. Do you? No, I, I think that's it. I don't think Wheeler deserves it. I don't think Gosman deserves it. Sure, will be retired by then. Oh, Tony um, doesn't count either for this. I don't think Otani counts here. 
I mean, what about Julio Arias? Isn't that fair? I think it's, I think it's, I don't, I it's, think that tears a little. Where do his innings go? If you had to project the innings over the next five years, what would the numbers be? So you think they're just going to dodger his innings to the point where no, he never... no, but but to be one of these top five guys, I think he's going to have to have two and maybe three of the two hundred or scraping two hundred innings totals. All right, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I I see your point. I I think that tier. I I don't know if I put the Milwaukee pitchers with Bueller and Cole. I think Bueller Cole is my top tier alone. I think okay. Corbin Burns is the dark horse for the number one ranking here. Okay. I like that. Although I still think Woodruff might. I don't know. We'll see. He's amazing. Yeah. All right. Back to trivia. Double-double last night for Zach Wheeler. Ten hits allowed and ten strikeouts. Who is the only other pitcher in the big leagues to have such a game this season? Eric, we'll start with you. What do you got for me? Man, that's that's hard. Because, I mean, normally I would just say Lance Lynn. But I don't think he's given up ten hits in a game. He's not going to give up ten hits. That's a problem. I don't know how you even do this. How do you give up? You got to pitch hits deep. It, like it have to. Yeah. Like, Wainwright doesn't have the strikeout, so he can't be the answer because it has sure to be up 10 the hits ten and ten. Yeah, the double. Got to be a guy with a lot of innings. The guess too. I had was Robbie Ray. I I don't mind that guess. It's not right, but you can't because he had a couple games where he gave up some stuff, and he gets ten Ks all the time. The other the other one I thought was just Lance Lynn goes deep enough into games for this. It's got to be somebody who deep. The call up like that? Saying. No, no. He doesn't give up 10 hits. That's another thing. You really can't walk anybody in a game like this either. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is a toughie. This is a tough one, and it's not a high-end pitcher, so it's not. Oh, it's not. Is this guy even, like, ranked? Is he even in fantasy leagues? Uh, <laughs> that tells us all we need to know. <laughs> this, this was one of three double-digit strikeout games for him this year. It came in June, if that helps you at all. This Brad isn't Keller. Bundy, is it? That's not Bundy. What was your guess, Eric? Brad Keller. Nope. It's a guy that is currently on one of your favorite teams. Not Kyle Gibson. Not Kyle Gibson. Not one Andrew my, Heaney. Andrew Heaney on June 22nd. My lord. Did he really? He was in a game long enough to give up 10 hits along with 10 Ks. Six innings, 10 hits, 10 Ks against the Giants. But no walks. Putting aside the Yankee thing, that guy is one of the toughest for me to rank and has been for He's a couple frustrated. of years. <laughs> He's tough to watch. I don't know why he gave up a home run while you were talking. I mean, it's just like hard to. I don't see much there. I don't but either. That, but there have been occasional stretches where the numbers justified like a top 35 rank, and I can't. I guess. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Um, anyway, you got it. You listen to Fantasy Focus Baseball. Thank you so much for doing that. We do appreciate the people that download and listen to our show or just listen. No matter to me. Um, but thank you for doing so. And um, this final weekend of August, we hope you have a good weekend. Uh, we'll be back on Monday for our next show. We remind you to listen to Baseball Today with Buster and Fantasy Focus Football with the gang. They do a great job there. And football season, I've heard. I don't know. I got the memo on this, Tristan. Football season is approaching. It is? So, Hold on a second. I I'm going to check so. my calendar on that. Really? I don't know. They, they put it on TV. Tonight. Two, Two weeks, weeks from tonight. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a battle of last place teams. The Eagles are playing? No, no, they're not playing. <laughs> yeah, the Bucks open the season. I believe it's, I got the Cowboys on the Thursday night. Fun one. Tom Brady versus Dak Prescott. And wow. Nobody will be watching baseball that night. I might, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening to our little show. Watch the Little League World Series. It is a lot of fun, and I just hope nobody gets hurt. 
And I'll watch it on Sunday in the championship game as well. Tristan, you're awesome. Fantasy Focus Baseball presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Everybody have an awesome weekend.